This programme is sponsored by the Lancastrian Theatre Organ Trust, promoting regular live theatre organ concerts featuring the UK's premier organists at the Theatre Organ Heritage Centre in Eccles and the Stockport Town Hall on the world-famous Wurlitzer Organ. For concert details, visit www.ltot.org.uk. FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com and featuring all that's best from the King of Instruments. This is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehall. And welcome to this edition of Community Keyboards on air and online, featuring music and conversation from the King of Instruments in all its guises. Well, a special programme this time, celebrating all that's best from the organ and keyboard music scene in the Stockport area of Cheshire. Later, we'll be paying a visit to the Stockport Town Hall, the home of the superb Wurlitzer, which has been out of action for some time, but thankfully is now singing for enthusiasts once more. I'll be chatting with LTOT trustee David Aldred, and also organist and technical consultant Charles Brown, and guest organist at one of the popular Monday lunchtime mini-concerts, David Lobben, a little later. But first... We'll be finding out about Stockport's long-standing organ and keyboard club in the company of Gareth Edwards, who starts the musical ball rolling for this programme with his Tyros keyboard and music from the Andrew Lloyd Webber show Whistle Down the Wind. This is No Matter What. lovely to be joined on the programme this time by, uh, well, I suppose somebody who's really doing their level best to bring to the fore 
the organ and keyboard world um, here in, in the Northwest area, particularly around Stockport. Uh, I know for many years the Stockport Organ and Keyboard Club um, have been around and um, they're a very friendly group and I'm delighted to welcome into the studio, I suppose we could say their social media guru, uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth, welcome back. Hiya, are you alright? Lovely to see you. <laughs> and you. Um, so, now then, um, S- we'll call it SOKC, shall we? Yes. It sounds, it sounds really hip and trendy, yes. that, doesn't it? Um it, it's not a, not exactly a new club. It's been around for a while, hasn't it? It has indeed, yeah. And uh, hopefully for many more years to come here as well. <laughs> it's been difficult. I know for, for the past couple of years, obviously, we've had the pandemic and that's had a major impact in so many different groups, music groups and, and every every other organisation for that matter. How difficult has it been for, for SOKC to, uh, to maintain impetus, first of all? Um, obviously, with, with, the, with the pandemic, um, we... We came back as soon as we, we were able to, and there was obviously the um, we we had what was called the the, the cross and the tick, so where where you where, where you could <laughs> I sit, <like> that. <laughs> yeah. And um, our chairman uh, decided we should keep these afterwards, and that we could use them as a voting cards. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but now, obviously, uh, things have things have changed. Now um, we we can welcome as many people as we want to come in okay. to come into the club. So it's um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it has been slow and. With a bit of luck, summer's coming now, so you know the lighter nights and things like that. Indeed. It might uh, help us out a little bit. You're based at Hazel Grove. We are. You? So yeah. it's a very, very nice, easy venue to find. Yeah. Just you tell us a little bit more about uh, about where you are. Okay, so we're at the Hazel Grove Bowling and Tennis Club on Douglas Road, mm-hmm. uh, and we're located there in the Function Suite. And we meet on uh, the second Tuesday of each month uh, for what is our free, free and easy evening, which I'll tell you more about shortly. And then the last uh, Thursday in the month, we have our um, concert evening where we invite a professional uh, organist or keyboardist to come and do a concert for, for our members and, of course, visitors. And it's a nice room. I've been... Several times, mm. and it's always welcoming, and you've got some some really nice people there that yeah. that do just that, welcome people that to, you know through the door. Um, let's dispel this rumor because again, we were chatting before uh, the, the program. The fact that whenever anybody mentions the word either organ or to some extent even now you know keyboard, the general public don't necessarily know what we're talking about. We do. We know yeah. only too well. It's. I don't think it's ever going to go away as a problem. Um, it's just just the nature of the beast, isn't it? If people say piano, you know what they're going to get. Yeah. They're going to get something which will either be an upright thing that sounds like Winifred Atwell or <laughs> something that would be played by a concert pianist. Yeah. With organs and keyboards, people automatically think of, and correct me if I'm wrong, the, the sort of the thundering great bark church organs and this kind of thing, or worse. What's your experience on this, Gareth? Um, for me, I, I I enjoy going listening to a classical pipe organ. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But when it comes to electronics and things, you're completely you're completely different. You can change a keyboard or an electronic organ into what could potentially be a full blown orchestra, mm. and for somebody to sit and listen, or I, what I would do is I go to 
to the obviously to the Stockport Organ and Keyboard Club and I will sit there and listen at a concert night or one of our free and easies and close my eyes and sit there and think, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a live orchestra. Yeah. You just sit and close your eyes. I mean, it's, I think in some respects, it's the best way to listen to music. I mean, both you and I have, have seen uh, kind of this this industry, this this musical genre sort of change over the last few years. As you say now, keyboards particularly are such that they are real real instruments, you know, that have been basically miniaturised and shoved mm. into a little box with yeah. black and white keys on it yeah. so that, you know, people can play the, 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 the instruments uh, like that. Um, I, I just wonder if the general public um, have, really, have really got any sort of preconception as to the sort of the technology that's that's gone into these things and whether we need a I know there's been different attempts at changing titles to multi keyboards and digital orchestras and this mm. kind of thing. There's nothing new at all under the sun about that. But do you think from again from your experience that it's it's a problem that isn't easily solved to try to attract new people? If Mrs. Smith was listening to this, for instance um, with apologies to all Mrs. Smiths everywhere, of course, <laughs> Mrs. Jones, uh, and she'd never, or Mr. Jones, uh, they'd never encountered anything like this before. How would how would you try to get them through the Stockport Organ and Keyboard Club door? I think uh, in the in the long run um, is to obviously try to demonstrate um obviously the power of social media is 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 a brilliant thing which we'll talk um which we'll talk about shortly and um for for somebody to think oh well this is a keyboard uh, it'll sound just like like you said before an upright hammer piano or something like that yep. um is to get them to probably listen to music beforehand and say well this is if this is what these instruments can do Maybe I'll go along.
again, the the the, the sort of organisation that that you you have at Stockport really, one way or another, stems from the very first sort of inverted commas organ clubs, and they were usually connected with the big organ names of the of the day, Hammond and this kind of thing. So, to a certain extent, people who supported those sort of um, organisations knew exactly what they were going to get. There wasn't any of these sort of orchestral sounds. There wasn't any, uh, you know, real-life instruments. You know, it was a man with a often a, a Hammond organ or a Lowry organ or this kind of... The, the sort of the, the, the traditional, typical electronic organ sound. And as a result of that, people had them in their own homes and people would go and support the the hobby side of things mm. down at the local um, deal. They were often sponsored by dealerships, as I'm sure you, you know. Uh, and th- they would be packed packed to the, the gunnels. You mm. know, people, people would be flocking in. They'd be turned away often. Uh, and then, obviously, the dawn of the digital uh, organ came along and people pa- perhaps were still a bit confused and bewildered by it all. Mm. And, and again, I, I think from that point, many you, you could argue that we 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 shot ourselves in the foot almost a mm. little bit by that by being too uh, trying to be too authentic and novel and creative and this is when I say us I'm talking about manufacturers particularly because they they change the whole landscape of these instruments um, so assuming that we can get Mrs Smith Mr Jones whoever in to say okay well listen to listen to orchestras listen to this kind of thing then come along and see one man playing an instrument with with two hands and two feet sometimes is that not a bit boring i think in experience um i i've i've took my one of my friends along to other organ concerts in the past and if you haven't tried it it's one of them you've got to do you know you've got to try you either love it or hate it It, it's like it's like having marmite or something like that isn't it so (laughs) you either love it or hate it it's yeah. it's one of them. So you know, I mean, I encourage somebody to try it. In some respects, uh, what you're doing at Stockport is a little bit different to most because, uh, as we said, you're, you're a small society. You're you're obviously trying to encourage new people to come in, mm. but you're not really that negative that the fact that you you have a small crowd of people that support you regularly you know they are loyal they come along to enjoy the music they come along to see the the professional players they come along to the uh, the free and easies that you do and again really hats off to stockport for doing this because the you know the free and easy element is something that you don't see uh, at, at many organ clubs these days they it's something usually there's the first thing that goes out the window, mm-hmm. to be honest, because there are, you know, so many clubs that are struggling financially uh, and trying to make ends meet to book professional players, yeah. to be attractive, to get the numbers through the door. It's a, it's a vicious circle. Yeah. It's a chicken and the egg, isn't it, almost? The free and easy side of thing, what, do, do, do you find benefit in still doing things like that at Stockport? We do, um, and it's 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 a great way uh, for our members that we have already and new potential members to show what the, they've been working on uh, at at home. And the 
if if you want to know, obviously people want to know what the free and easy is all about. This is uh, an evening on the second Thursday of each month where we encourage people to come along and bring their keyboards to to perform to a live audience. Something that they may never ever get a chance to do, but um, to the audience that we have, they they bring their own keyboards uh, to to come and play. I bet there's um, a few nerves going oh, around. Oh, there's a few there. nerves going on. Yeah. Um, so. We're not just talking organ and keyboards here. We, we've had singers in the past, which I think is yeah. uh, which yeah. is good to to expand. But so we encourage people to come along, no matter what your playing ability is. Maybe you could play just with your right hand. It's it's there. And what we also do is we we um, offer help and support to to the people that are playing and say. Um, you know, if you, you want some help with this, ask, because we, we do have um, some experienced uh, players within the club um, sure. who have uh, moved on and, and done things yep. uh, that, you know, they've, they've played um, at the Heritage Centre over in, in uh, Peel right. Green. Mm-hmm. And um, they they will offer any, any help uh, with technical queries and things like that and uh, we also have um, our Yamaha AR100 organ so if you, yes, if you yeah you've got your own organ as well yes you? we have yeah it's very the, the concept the actual bread and butter mechanics of Stockport organ and keyboard well, this is what I like about it is that it's it, it's very tra- traditional mm. you know again you don't find many societies that would own a, an instrument, no matter. I know, obviously, the one you just said is 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 a few years old, but it does what it says on the tin. Absolutely, it's something that people can sit down, just switch on, and play and get a tune out of. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's um, so so. It's a platform for for people who are would usually just be sat in their own living rooms at home playing for their own enjoyment. To have a bit of an audience, absolutely, and, and that, that's that's what we encourage. And we, we you know, uh, at Stockport, um, every, everybody's everyone's always made very welcome. So, I mean, if if you're if you're thinking of coming along and think, well, oh no, I'm going to have problems uh, playing this, and I've got nerves and everything else. You know, we we don't mind nerves. I've been playing for years, and even that, I I get nerves when I, when I'm playing, and I'm sure any other organist is the same. <laughs> I'll I'll let you into a secret, uh, Gary. I've always chickened out of coming along to the free releases at Stockport because of nerves. It's something that you know people people expect that you can play to a certain level or a certain standard and this kind of thing. Uh, and then if you don't, then you do you think it's a bit of a double-edged sword? Can it can it put people off, for example, if somebody comes along and goes, oh, right, you know, I'm going to I'm going to play. I'm going to bring my keyboard. I'm going to set it all up. I'm gonna, I've been practicing. I'm going to do this. And, and, and then come the night, switch it on, play the bit. And it something doesn't go quite right. What, what's the outcome thereafter? It is definitely not the case at Stockport. No matter what you play, <laughs> whether it's probably got 20 wrong notes in it, because mine do, <laughs> right? Uh, you're always going to guarantee to get that round of applause at ah, the end. You see, that's the encouraging side of things, isn't it?
what about the professional artists that come along? Because again, you know, I mean, you, you've you've had uh, you've got Elizabeth Harrison, you've had Brett Wales in in the past. So these we are have. these are big name players who who make their living out of concerts and things like that. Um, how difficult is it to, to 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 attract people to come along to see the the pro players? Um, it, it is difficult uh, to to get them around, but um, obviously. Again, the power of social media. Uh, you you post it up into the the big name Facebook groups, mm-hmm. and obviously tweets are fantastic. And you know you can you can you can post it anywhere, and it's it can be difficult. I think it's it's where where you post or yeah. what you get. It, you know where you post it is where where the target audience is. I and think. this this is kind of your 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 speciality or or something again that again a lot of clubs and societies don't do for whatever reason. You've just redesigned the website, haven't you? That you have. we've got a brand new website <laughs> that we didn't have before. <laughs> okay, right. So uh, and I even saw that you you're, you're in progress with an app. We are on it. Uh, I'm I've working never, on. I'm working on an app at the moment. I've never come across a keyboard club with an app before. So this is pretty groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. I mean, do, do, do your do your members appreciate all the work that you're doing with with this to try to to push the club forward? Yeah. I mean, what what my aim was to do is to as well as having it within the club, have it outside the club as well. So obviously the members who join us at the club will get a membership to come and join us online. And in in our membership area, we have um, audio libraries, we've got players libraries, we, we've, we've got all sorts. And what I'm hoping to do as well is uh, to do some um, little videos on different things so if a lot of people have like uh, the digital workstations the Yamahas sure. the, and what what we try to do is encourage them to learn their instrument a bit more with just not just switching it on and selecting four buttons of that and you know sort of um tell them to expand yep. and uh, help help them learn their instruments a bit better as well so it's not just within the club it's to, to do some work with them outside as well um i suppose the future for any organ club and we'll call it that in the good old lingo is going to be this this area of being multifaceted diversifying into all these new media that we've been talking about otherwise they won't survive no you've no intentions of letting stockport organ and keyboard club go under have you i don't want it to happen um because at the end of the day i live on my own it gets me out of the house it's something to do it's nice to socialize and obviously it's something that i'm passionate about i mean i've i've been playing the organs since uh, the age of five so it's uh, it's it's nice uh, to to obviously go and play in in front of people but also to sit and listen to a professional to come and play as well because the people who are the professionals are the inspiration for the new people who are learning you may get some ideas from them and say that sounds really good maybe i'll have a go at, at doing it
so let's find uh, some ways of, of getting in touch with, with you at Stockport now. So we can, uh, if, if people were sort of enthused and thought, do you know what, I'm going to give this a go. You've already told us where, where you're based down at the, uh, the, the the bowling and tennis club there. So there's uh, there's various ways uh, you can get in touch. Obviously, we have our own Facebook page, uh, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Stockport OKC. Mm-hmm. Um, also through our web pages, yes. uh, uk, and click on the contact us page. You'll be able to fill in a form there and we'll be able to get back to you. Or, um, the good old fashioned phone call is always oh. good as well to our, <laughs> our chairman, Tony Tyerman. Uh, so if you want to get in contact with him, uh, I'm sure you'll have uh, some details that we've you can got, forward on. We, we've got those details, certainly. Yeah, absolutely, Gareth. That's great. The bottom line, isn't it, Gareth, is that you, you would love to have hundreds of people turning up at the concerts and the free and easies yep. and to turn them away. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we'd love uh, new people to come along. And even if you just come for a taster... Uh, to see to see see what it's like, you know, uh, and there there will always be uh, members there who, um, I mean, people like myself. Um, I I go around all all the members uh, during our meetings, and you know, we make them feel welcome. So if you yeah. if you you're shy of pop, popping your head around the door and thinking, is this the keyboard club? Is this the keyboard club? <laughs> Don't be. Just come straight in and say who you are, you know, and yeah. and you'll be made very very welcome. I mean, we 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 have a, a licensed bar that you can get drinks and snacks from and things like that. And we also have a raffle as well. Uh, so you can probably always, win a prize. You probably win a prize when you come along. <laughs> oh, super, Gareth! It's been a, a, a delight to to welcome you in today to to tell us about it because it is one of the uh, thriving societies in 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 the area. And uh, a credit to to Stockport, and uh, and thank you for not just sitting back and letting it drift on aimlessly. Thank you for for, for trying to bring it kicking and screaming into the oh the twenty first century. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much for having us.
Music from Gareth Edwards, and before that, Rod Pooley with Those Lying Eyes, recorded at the Stockport Organ and Keyboard Club in July 2018. Club chairman Tony Tyreman at his Clavinova CVP 405 with Via Con Dios. And finishing off there with part of the theme from E.T., played by Dave Smith on Roland AT90, which we recorded at the club in 2017. Now, as promised, another organ society of sorts in Stockport, the Lancastrian Theatre Organ Trust and the Wurlitzer Organ in the ballroom at Stockport Town Hall. Many people will know that the instrument has been out of commission for a while due to significant water damage, but thankfully all is now well and concerts have resumed. I went along to the lunchtime showcase given by David Lobben, so let's join the audience right now as David plays Chasing the Blues Away.
Well, David Lobbin is with me after a, a superb hour of entertainment on the, uh, well, the refurbished Wurlitz. Uh, you, you're one of the first people to, uh, to, to, to play it after its, uh, uh, well, interesting past uh, few months at least. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Howard Beaumont, maestro Beaumont, was on <laughs> yesterday. So I, th- I think he was the first one to, to crack the paint off the shelters. <laughs> It's, uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because as, a, as, a, as an organist, you never know what you're going to find when you turn up to these concerts. Um, you mentioned right at the start of today, David, that this instrument is close to your heart in the sense that it's very similar to the instruments you were playing in the, uh, in the Toronto days, of course. Uh, well, no, it's bigger. Um, some of the, the organs that I played in the States were of this size. So yeah, it's it's um, it takes me back to my my semi mid Atlantic roots. <laughs> this is a nice description. That semi mid Atlantic, I do like that. Well, it's, it's either it's, it's swimming from England to there, and you're sort of stuck halfway. <laughs> a little bird tells me, is it 45 years since you've been a, a professional organist? Did I read somewhere? Um, or doesn't it seem like that? <laughs> Or does it seem longer? (laughs) I I think it's coming up to about 50, to be honest. Is it really? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, fully professional since 1977. Okay. But I started playing in about 1970. Right. So, yeah. Have you any plans to celebrate such a a, a a milestone? (laughs) You were correct the first time, I think. (laughs) No, is the answer to that. I'm, I'm just going to fade quietly into oblivion. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that to be the case. Do, do, do you still uh, keep in contact with your uh, friends at the old tower there? Not and really. I don't mean the Tower of London. I'm talking about the Tower of Boring, of course. Yes. No, if, <laughs> if, if we bump into each other, we, we have a word. Um, but it's, it's like any... anything in the life of an itinerant musician, you... you you sort of it's, it's like when you're doing theatre work and circus work you make friends during that season and then you all move on but the wonderful thing about that is that eventually you all meet up again and you just carry on from where you left off there's, there's no uh, how have you been doing because we all sort of nose around to see who's doing what, <laughs> doing what? <laughs> see who's in work and who isn't <laughs> oh the joys of being a musician oh yes it's nice to catch up with you, David. Thanks ever so much for providing the entertainment again here. You're very welcome. Thank you, and thanks for all you do.
Charles, uh, you've been responsible for getting this fine Queen Wurlitzer back into full fettle. Or, or, well, part of the team, I know, but you've put an awful amount of man-hours after the disaster. What, what happened for the benefit of listeners that don't know? It was last summer, uh, and during a heavy downpour, <laughs> uh, water entered through the roof of the main chamber and landed on the main chest in that uh, in that chamber and you, you don't really get any any warning about this so how long had that water been lying there before all the bells and, and the alarm bells started to sound um it, it was probably about a day oh, so it, wasn't uh, it wasn't actually that long we uh, were actually having some work done by an organ builder and he came in and discovered this pool of water on the top of the chest but of course it had gone down the pipework uh, and therefore into the in, inside the working part of the chests uh, and that's where it was doing the damage I could hear people thinking and sort of saying out loud well it's only a drop of water how much, how much damage can that cause you know, but people who don't know how delicate these instruments can be especially where all the pipes are and everything like that it, it's it must have been a, a heart-wrenching moment for you for you guys. Absolutely, yes. And how yes. much work does it take to, to restore it and bring it back to, to its glory? Mm, many weeks, many months uh, over time. Uh, obviously, we have to get access into the hall, uh, and that really has been difficult because of so many cancellations during COVID. Um, once the hall was able to open... Uh, the events came flooding back and all the postponed events came back into the, 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 the venue uh, and that l- severely limited the time uh, that we could come in and, uh, and work on the organ. But I'm guessing it's a sigh of relief now that things are... All, all the boxes have been checked and uh, the, the old girls sounding superb again, certainly today. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and we've had two great concerts over these last two days uh, and uh, that really ha- has made it all worthwhile. Excellent. Well, thank you for everything that you do with the technical team here at the, uh, the LTO team. Thank you, John. Pleasure.
David Holdred, one of the trustees of the LTOT for many a moon, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> man and boy and all that, is here. Uh, David, just speaking to Charles about the, the amount of work that's gone into re- restoring, effectively, the, yeah. the, the Queen Wellington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from your point of view as a trustee, you, you must be delighted now that it's sounding and singing again. It's absolutely fantastic and... Uh, we must compliment the guys that have worked on the organ, uh, Charles and John and, and Ron. Um, they've spent hour after hour, and such a professional job, it couldn't have been done more professionally. Uh, and the results of what we've seen this last couple of days uh, is absolutely marvellous. And uh, all we need now is more bums on seats. To, uh, it's the age-old story, <laughs> isn't it? <this? laughs> to um, get the numbers up. Yeah. In, in, in terms, of, terms of presentations and concerts, mm. I mean, obviously I know there are things which are beyond your control here at, 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 at the town hall. Um, but is that frustrating from your point of view as, as wanting to present this instrument, as you say, to as many people as possible? Well, it is to a certain extent, but uh, we've always had a good working relationship with Stockport NBC. Uh, over the last 23 years since the organ was put in and uh, as it stands at the moment we we get the support from them but uh, uh, there are certain criteria that that come into place that um, you know not even the staff that are supporting us have anything to to do with but uh, yeah uh, as it stands at the moment we're working very well with them uh, and we're looking forward to uh, a good many years promoting the organ here in Stockport Town Hall and you've got a good tarpaulin sheet now over the... Uh, over the That's the right, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lovely. David, thanks. Nice to chat. Not at all, my pleasure.
Some Viennese waltz music there, played by David Lobben at Stockport Town Hall recently on the Wurlitzer. You also heard David play Quiet Village and a couple of novelty pieces called Daintiness and Butterflies in the Rain. Conversations too there with Charles Brown and David Aldred from the Lancastrian Theatre Organ Trust. And that's about all we have time for on this edition. I do hope you've enjoyed this listen to some of the ways in which our kind of music is available to those who wish to hear it, be it on pipes or electronics in the Stockport area. And a reminder that, as always, you can replay any part of the programme from our website, www.communitykeyboards.co.uk, from where there are ways to contact the programme or follow us on social media. For the moment, this is Ian Wollstone Holmes saying thanks very much for listening. Take care, all the best, and bye-bye.